Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by the star of the podcast world and YouTube sensation, Matt. How you doing, mate? <laughs> do, I, do I have to, like, bow or curtsy now to talk to you? Or well, I mean, talks with a couple of agents, so you might yeah. have to talk to me via my agent uh, in the uh, future. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Yeah, so, so you, um, Trey, you went and did a, another show, uh, uh, The Thing We Love The Most, is that what it's called? The Thing I Love Most, yeah, it's from that oh, song. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a song, is there? Oh, right. You know what it is. Oh, you know, I know. Being a just, <laughs> yes, I know. I, I just like being a dick, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, you you made your YouTube debut. It was it was really fun. They they they're based in. Um... Uh, the, it's, it's a pub. I think it used to be called the Pride of North London. I think it's changed yeah. its name now. But they were called upstairs, and the the guys that do it, they're from the area. They're you know they're big, obviously big Spurs fans. Yeah. But it was it was good. It was really good. I mean, it's funny because I said to them, the podcast we do here, it's just me and you, isn't it, talking over yeah. Skype? But 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 with, with this, it was there was like lights, there was cameras, and the, the guys wow. that the guys that do it are all kind of involved in media, so they know what they're doing. But listen, well, that's Sam, impressive because yeah, we haven't got a clue. Yeah, 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 but I like cows, and I did, and I hope I know you did watch it, and I know you I know did. that I did mention us a lot because I, I wanted to make sure that yeah. I wanted to, I wanted everyone to know where my loyalties are, and it's firmly yeah. with Spurs news. Yeah, no, I mean that, that, that's fine, mate. I mean we won't go into the contractual obligations that you had to mention all those things, but it's fine, you know. Yeah, yeah there there is a release clause. Just putting out there, <laughs> um, mate. So yeah, we're, we're back. We're talking all things Tottenham, obviously. You know, we've gone into a few podcasts in the past where we've gone. Yeah, we've got an agenda, and uh, we're just going to work our way through it. I think it's safe to say today. Um, I mean, I've got my agenda here. You know, a little bit of paper here, and I, I'm kind of ready just to throw it to be honest with you because we've got loads to talk about. Yeah, sure. I want to kind of dive straight in and focus, uh, if you may, on the West Ham victory. Because I think it's important always when you've had a disappointing result to try and put it in a larger context. So straight away we can focus in on our most recent league win. And then we can talk more obviously about the other stuff a bit later on. But we went to West Ham at the Olympic Stadium. I will always call it that because they rent the place. They don't get to rename it in my opinion. And uh, we won. It wasn't a great performance. Once again, it was kind of 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. We looked like our normal selves, but unfortunately, the rest of the time still look like there's something a little bit missing, in my humble opinion. But we did go there. We did get a clean sheet. We won the game. Uh, The clean sheet massively goes to Hugo Lloris as well. Yeah, sure. Who made, I think uh, I saw a video clip someone put together, he made three saves, which was pretty spot on, and probably a couple of others which he made look routine, but let's face it, there's very rarely routine saves in the Premier League, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, that. What, what did you think? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's funny because before the game, you know, I think I might have even mentioned this, going to West Ham is always a tough game, isn't it? It doesn't matter what, like, if you look at the two teams on paper, 
it, we, you know, we, nine times out of ten, especially in recent times, we've had the better team. But they, it's just this kind of, you know, we, I know I've spoken to, I've spoken about it before, but the hatred the fans have towards us, kind of creates this atmosphere doesn't it you know and yeah. it's always a struggle going on. I know we won last year we beat them 3-2 didn't we obviously we won uh, at the weekend it, as well yeah, but yeah and that game was weird last year because I mean we were ripping them apart yeah them up, and yeah. Then we just completely shut off and it you, was like oh no really <laughs> you, you know it's, it's funny it ties into something I was going to say because obviously we haven't cl- you know we would press starts the Premier League so it's weird yeah. saying this but we it still feels like we haven't clicked but yeah. the, the, the game last night something that that showed me that what we were what we were missing at the West Ham game is Ericsson Ericsson makes he, he creates so much with us and without Ericsson in the team it, it was never going to be a vintage Spurs display I don't think I mean I'm, look, look I'm happy we won for yeah. me, for yeah, me, the, the important so. thing is we won the game, clean sheet, one nil, excellent away there. What was always going to be a tough game, but yeah. I, I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for the, the Tottenham that we we we, we know and love, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I, I think you know and I know we'll talk about it later, but but seeing Ericsson back on the pitch last night, if he'd have been in that, if he'd have been playing that West Ham game, I think we would have probably been a bit more comfortable. Yeah, I we, mean, I I, th- I thought with Ericsson, I mean, last night, and obviously he made a. I think he didn't he come on right at the end against West Ham. I he think. did at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think he's working his way back to fitness. So I think last night it showed a little bit at times. Mm. You know, it's played very well, but just at times he didn't have the same energy levels he normally has, which is you know it's normal. He's missed four weeks. They said on commentary, which I couldn't believe, but yeah, yeah sure. it's true. So. Um, yeah, going there and winning is important because you're quite right. Their fans create one hell of an atmosphere there. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why we've coined it as their cup final. Because yeah. if you watch any other game West Ham play, even against other London sides, they never seem to create that kind of noise. Even on, uh, I was listening to the game on the radio for a, a portion of it. And the guy on the radio was saying like he covers all of their games there. Mm. He's always there. And he's like, I have no idea why. They cannot create this atmosphere for anyone yeah. but Tottenham. Yeah, it's he incredible. Said, it makes it? no sense if they could create this atmosphere for every home game. He said the the lift the players would get because yeah. he said it's noticeable. You can see them out there; they're running that yard faster, that yard further. You know that they are all putting in that extra effort because of the support they're getting and of the course. sheer noise. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. What 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 do you think? Just as a final thought, then on West Ham before we move on, because obviously we got a lot to chat about. Yeah, listen, we, we, it was always going to be a tough game, wasn't it? We we, Agreed, we won. Yeah. We we come away with three points. It's it's given us. Like, I know we've spoken about this before, mate, but it's given us the best Premier League start we've ever had, even though we're not clicking. So. You know, if if we can, if we can, you know, we talk about Ericsson. If Eric, you know now Ericsson's back, if he can get back in, into full fitness, we have him back. We start clicking. We start playing well. Then look, we, we've had a bad patch, and we've come out. We've we've come out out of it. You know, we've, we, we, we've, yeah. with the start we've had. So if this is the bad patch, if this is not play, us playing well, when we do click, awesome. You know, so yeah. it was it was always going to be a tough one. But yeah, we've we've come away with a three points, which is at the end of the day all, all that matters, really, isn't it? Okay, Matt. Yeah, yeah. no, perfect. I think that's yeah. perfect way of underlining that. Um, well, to move on then, and of course this is going to open up more subjects. But to move on from the West Ham win, we obviously now need to talk about the PSV draw, which was last night as we record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do because I, I am. We we try and be very positive when we're on the podcast, my friend, and me and you are pretty positive 
fans we are, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. I play devil's advocate mostly just to mess with you um, <laughs> because I find it fun. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I know. Um, but sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good to play devil's advocate because it gets a discussion going that you can try and project more sides to a debate. And that's, and that's kind of... I'm going to do it a few times in this. Um, and I'm hoping we can sort of talk our way through things. So, sure. uh, the bare bones then. PSV, it was a draw. Uh, we dominated the game. Anyone has a quick look at the stats can just shake their heads, face palm, and mm. and just go, how did that happen? Anyone who watched the game, you know, if you got two eyes, you saw us dominate the game. Yeah. Um, and it, it just breeds this massive frustration. You know, when we played Barcelona, we lost. But everyone kind of came away from it and went, Barcelona, we're good. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, we, you know, the players put the effort in, and God, we were annoyed that we made mistakes because against Barcelona, who are that good, you make mistakes. That's you know, you're bound to lose. Mm. But everyone kind of came away. They were good. The problem with the PSV result, similar to the Inter Milan defeat, is they're not better than us. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. they're really not, and and. At their ground, a very hostile atmosphere, and I'll, I'll come back to talk a little bit about their ground as well because, um, you know, I know a few people who were there last night, and they have got some horror stories from from being there. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just a general overview from you. What what are your thoughts on the two two draw? Yeah, it's that like you've hit the nail on the head. It's just it's the sucker punch, isn't it? Because it's the it's the late goal that we let in, and. It's not like you know it was backs against the wall and we and we're winning two one and like you know we, we're the be- we were the better team you know we are on the paper and on the day we were the better team we we I know you if you know you can deserve something from a game doesn't mean you yep. it doesn't mean you're entitled to it but we no. deserved to win that game it yep. was a game we deserved to win and it, it, it yeah it's like you say it's the same as in the Milan game we were the better team then and it's those it's the late goals that have just. Oh, it's, it's yeah, they, they it's, are killer. They're real, and and it's you know if you take away these three like these three late goals, we'd have had the, the win at Inter, wouldn't we? And we'd have had the win here. So you know, it's yeah. another three, four, five more points. And yeah, it, I mean, just... you take away the late goals conceded, and you know we're we're walking, we're going through in the Champions League with Barcelona. Yeah, um, yeah. and. You take away the late goals conceded in the league, and we're actually top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to really upset anybody right now, <laughs> but you know that that Watford game, um, oh. you know the, the three points there, and um, but yeah, it it is difficult because it, I love the team we have. I over the last few years, I, I've talked about this before, but I'm just going to do a little refresher because I know we have some new listeners and. Um, and those who are listening, sometimes it's possibly good just for me reiterate something because they might feel the same way. So when we had uh, AVB in charge and we had a kind of a mismatch of, of a team, you know, it was still, you know, some remnants of Harry Redknapp's side there. It was still, it wasn't AVB's team at any point. Now, I wasn't a big fan of AVB, but that aside, I don't think he ever managed to actually make it his team Mm. it was kind of always in this transition and the fantastic season he had you can kind of look to Gareth Bale and say well how good a season Gareth Bale had you take him out and perhaps AVB wouldn't have even lasted that first season so 
it, it, it's difficult. And Tim Sherwood, etc. I have never felt as a Spurs fan, in considering the teams that I grew up watching. You know, when I was young, young, uh, the 80s into the early 90s, we had, you know, Gaza, Lineker, before that, Hoddle, etc. And it was just great to watch, and we'd win a cup here. But then 1991, we won the FA Cup. My time at school through the late 90s, early 2000s was hell. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was a gooner. Um, oh, yeah, God. it was just, you know, even West Ham fans had bragging rights and oh, they'd get don't. relegated and come back up. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. Everyone was laying into me. I even had a bloody Charlton fan in my class. Oh, what the hell was that? About? That's, that's, that's the lowest you can get, really. Well, you know, I was in Bristol. Why, why is anybody in Bristol supporting Charlton? But anyway, it was happening. It was hell. So I, I went through all of that, and I, even despite that, I always felt fairly connected to the team. There was always players in the side I could identify with, and mm. you know, Ledley King, for example, was just the the he was everything. You know, he came through the academy, he was captain of the side, just a phenomenal football player dedicated to the club. And you know, before him, there were other players like Nicky Barnby, etc., and players like that. I always felt an affection. Now. Fast forward to this AVB team into Tim Sherwood, I never felt more disconnected from the football club I support in my life. Mm. During that time, I was indifferent. I wasn't even watching games. Uh, it was it was during that time I got really interested in watching the academy, to be honest with you, because I still wanted to support the club, but just none of those players did it for me. You know, Adebayor had one good moment in football for me and that was when he was playing for Manchester City. Oh, that that celebration. <laughs> yeah. That was that was it. That was his that was the moment. Now, he signed for us. He scored some goals, etc., but the guy was lazy. You know, he, yeah, yeah. he was picking up a massive paycheck and he he was clocking in, clocking out and everybody could see it and it's just nothing more frustrating than feeling like no one cares, you know. Mm. Kabul was a very decent player, but then was just in this absolute comfort zone of, you know, I know this club, I know this out. You know, uh, people can talk about, you know, Aaron Lennon's a player I absolutely loved, but I can never forget the fact that he told Pochettino in his first week that I was here before you and I'll be here after you. Managers mm. come and go, I remain. Mm. You know, that's a player saying that to a manager yeah, who's just yeah. told him to go and train and. You know, it was just this massive... There was, like, clicks at the club. Apparently, the French speakers wouldn't speak English in the dressing room. Uh, it was just a mess, and I just had no interest at all. We could be playing in a in a cup semi-final, and I probably wouldn't have even watched. That's how disconnected I was. That's how far away I felt from the club. So, when Pot came in, I'll hold my hands up now and say he wasn't the person I wanted either. It was... Uh, you know, embarrassingly, I wanted uh, the, the certain Ajax manager who came to the Premier League and bombed. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just brush over H- that. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, Sam. It is, but uh, there was a, a piece, there's a guy on Twitter, his handle is at Bankrupt Spurs. Um, <laughs> do you know, I've never asked him to explain that to me, but anyway, he, he wrote a piece at the time about why he felt Pock was the best choice. And uh, before I gave him abuse, like, you know. <laughs> Why the hell are you saying this? He's a Southampton. You know, he's only been there for a year. Yeah. I read what he said, and I thought to myself, well, if everything he said about the way he develops players, the way he strengthens them, the way his tactical positioning sense develops, gets the best out of people, happens at Tottenham, then okay, he's going to be a great choice. So I decided I'm just going to sit back and kind of let it watch. I felt so disconnected anyway. You know, yeah, it's sure. kind of like. Eh. Yeah. Whatever. Why not? Why not employ mm. someone I've never really know about or anything? <laughs> Why not? And what 
proceeded to happen is he he gave me and the players that came in gave me my Tottenham back. Yeah, sure. Um, through Harry Kane, Ryan Mason's the one who, to this day, I love him for it. You know, I've told him on Twitter loads of times. I'm pretty sure I'm blocked for being a crazy <laughs> stalker now, but. <laughs> He, within minutes of him making his Tottenham debut, he cared more and showed more than all of these overpaid, you know, mm. kind of mercenaries, which is mm. what they were that we'd brought in. And you know, Kane wanted it. He wanted it. Uh, you know, even Andres Townsend and people like that came. Yeah, they might not be at the level where we want to be now, but my word, did they come in and make an impact? And all of a sudden, these players who I'd watch play for the academy and stuff were in the first team squad, and I was, yeah, I was back, I was hooked, and the team have played, and have been so it won with us as the fans ever since then. It's been, it's been great. It's been one of the best times I've had supporting the club over the last few years, and that's massively down to that that feeling of connection again. Yeah, sure. Now, now this season, something's missing. And I, and I cannot, for the life of me, work out what it is. What do you mean, uh, connect, yeah. connection to the team? You mean? Yeah, genuinely. And and I cannot, for the life of me, work out what it is. I, it's the same group of players. You know, it's the it's the players. It's the same manager, mm. but something feels different. And I cannot, for the life of me, work out why. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about all of them. And this is not being critical of anybody, but like um, Harry Kane now feels like the England captain and not our player anymore it, I know it sounds really stupid but it feels like that's not the Harry Kane I used to watch at Stevenage you mm. know anymore it's and he's evolved he's a fantastic player he still loves the club etc but it just doesn't feel like the same guy anymore I'm watching him and he doesn't play the same way even you know he's he's adjusted his game and that's what the manager wants him to do that's what he wants to do okay but it doesn't feel right to me. You know, the thing about Kane was he'd get the ball and he'd be in on goal. He'd be in shots, right foot, left foot, headers. To the point sometimes I go, oh my God, Harry, pass. Yeah, but sure. the fact he was backing himself all the time meant he was scoring goals all the time. Mm. But we're not doing that now. And you've got, uh, you know, the other players in the side, like Dyer started the season terribly. You know, he really did. Just misplacing passes, sloppy all the time. Now, he's really come good the last couple of weeks, in my humble opinion, but I know opinion on players and performances differ massively between people, but again, still, it just doesn't... I, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't feel right. Uh, the the Toby contract situation, I he's still playing very well for us, but I can feel or just sense that he's like one foot out the door. I don't know. I, I honestly can't put my finger on it. And it's it's weird, isn't it? Because I know I, I've, I've spoken about it in previous podcasts as well. This 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 weird feeling. I don't know if it's the yeah. same. We're talking about the same kind of thing, yeah. but it is it is really strange, isn't it? It's like you know we, we we've had we're having the best Premier League start. We, we we're winning games left, right, and centre. But you're right. It's it's there's some there's something that's and and I've been searching my soul to try to work out what it is. Yeah. But, may, but but maybe I mean I've I've recently come to the conclusion that it's possibly to do with the ground and the fact well, that yeah, we, sort of, we discussed but, it last yeah, week. But, like a homelessness could yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. But you're 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 probably right about the players because when when it was the World Cup, yeah. uh I remember watching Belgium play and in my mind, and I probably spoke about this in the podcast that we recorded over the the World Cup. Yeah, Dembele, like what, I remember you asking me about Toby, and I was like, he's gone. 
he's completely gone. Yeah, like. yeah. Because it just it seemed like it, didn't it? And yeah. and the same with Dembele, it was like he's gone as well. Yeah. And, and and Rose looked like he was gone. Yeah. And we kind of just in our minds, I guess we was like like because I remember saying like, I watched the Belgian games and and I wasn't even looking at them as Spurs players. I wasn't. No, like, I, I, I was the same. Yeah, I wasn't watching the game and thinking, oh, I watched this because it's got some Spurs players in it. In my mind, these were players that were going to be at Man United and China and yeah. different places like that. And the fact they haven't gone, but potentially, I mean, there's a lot of talk, isn't there, of Dembele going at the end of the season, running his contract and, and Toby yeah. and Danny doing the same. So you, you, maybe maybe that kind of, that that feeling of yeah. we're doing this for the club isn't there we, because of these players, because you're, yeah, I mean, I know right. you mentioned Harry Kane. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm pretty sure that he's not. But with the other players, probably because we're thinking that they're just in it for their, for this last year, that that, yeah. that that kind of that um, what's the word? You know, because I've always thought with Pochettino, he's 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 kind of he's trying to model himself on Alex Ferguson, hasn't he? He's met him a couple of yeah, times for lunch. You know, the, the club comes first. Yeah, the club and comes if you're not first. Dedicated, you're gone. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny because. When you was telling me about your feelings, I w- in my mind I was picturing. Um, first of all, I was picturing what, you know that you know, the Adebayo celebration you told me yeah, about, and yeah. the fact that it was it was brilliant. I mean, as a Spurs fan, it was brilliant. But he did it for himself, didn't he? That was his celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, that was that, that was for him. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, sort of, you go to Harry Harry Kane's, you know, t- the start of his first team adventure, if you like. And yeah. that that goal he scored against Aston Villa right at the end, it yeah. was at, it was at um, their ground, wasn't it? And yeah. he just ran straight to the fans, didn't he? And yeah. we all just they all just piled on the players, and <laughs> and and the fans were on top. And it was like it, we, we're all we're all kind of um, this is us, like you know. And when you talk about Ryan Mason, also. Winks as well. Do you remember Winks' first goal against, yeah, well, funny enough, yeah, West Ham? Yeah. He ran straight to Pochettini and they were celebrating. I, I feel like that, you, I, I almost feel like it's a clue in how the players celebrate, like, you know, the the, the way they celebrate with the fans. And I don't know, I, I just, I, I feel like for me, if we could have a game, so, like, say, for example, the Man City game that's coming up, if we could win that game, and I can yeah. imagine like a, a last-minute goal, and they all run to the fan. I can imagine that that kind of feeling would would give us a bit of connection would. again. You know, maybe we need something like that to reconnect us with with the players because they're, they're playing. They're, they're, we know we're, we're we're playing. We're 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 winning games, but we almost need like a like last season. I, I know I talk about it quite a lot, but that Liverpool game, and I was reminded by somebody funny enough that after the Liverpool game, we we went on a bit of a rubbish run. But yeah. for me, that Liverpool game always makes me feel. That's how our season started. Like you know, we demolished a team that came here and thought they were going to get three points, and we demolished them. And it really just set in motion that that season for us, I think. And I'm wondering if we just need a game like that this season, just to kind of, I don't know, just to get us all going, you know, and reconnect us, and just yeah. like, do you know what we need? We need a game. We need a game um, where we just play like we we know we can. That's what yeah. we need. We need we need a game where Ericsson's bringing passes out and we're just demolishing the other team. We're like, yeah, right, here we go, we Spurs need, are back. We need a 90-minute performance. You know, yeah. We need a whistle-to-whistle performance. I was we do. 90 minutes, but games are rarely 90 minutes. So you need a performance. And, and for whatever reason this season, it's been 20 minutes here, 10 yeah, minutes there. Yeah. At, at best, you know. Yeah. I, I think against PSV, which is going to sound bonkers right now, it was probably our best performance of the season. Mm, we played we well. We dominated that yeah. game. You know, we kept possession the whole time. We were creating chances. 
and we just weren't clinical. You know, last season Kane takes that cross left foot first time it hits the back of the net. Mm. Last night he's trying to take it down with his left foot to hit it with his right. Mm. Last season Sonny comes in, cuts in on his right foot, he finds the bottom corner. Last time he's picking the goalkeeper out every time. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, Ericsson goes through. You know, in a Denmark shirt, he hits the back of the net. In a Tottenham shirt, he finds the goalkeeper. Just at the moment, just something, whatever it is, isn't clicking. But anyone who watched that game last night, if we'd won that game 6 0, that would have been a fair reflection. No yeah. one, you know, not a PSV fan, not a PSV manager could have come away from that and gone, oh, we were hard done by. They'd have gone, yeah, we were just hammered by a better team. Mm. Mm. But the reality is, at that level, in the Champions League, even the worst team in the Champions League is a good team. Yeah, of course. So, so therefore, if you make mistakes, Toby, he will make a mistake like that once, maybe twice a season. And yeah. yet, he's done it there, and they've scored. Now, he broke his neck to get back there, and he did. How unlucky was he that he made that tackle? He actually created the goal, perfect, yeah. yeah. And it just lobs over, you know, Lloris. And, yeah. You know, you must have just been led there thinking, oh, really? You know, and I love seeing mm. Dyer pick him up. Yeah, way, I was going to mention that, you know? Sam. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, that's possibly because the amount of times they picked Dyer up after a similar <laughs> thing the other way round. Just hey, paying him back. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, come on. You normally tell me to shake it off. But I like that. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, you know? Like that, more, seeing more of that, like just kind of that team spirit not players not playing for themselves players playing for the team and something yeah. like that that gesture by Dyer you know that's the kind of stuff we want to see with Spurs isn't it yeah. well, but I mean just just to finish my point from it is, is Toby I was saying earlier on about you know I feel like he's one fight at the door please don't misinterpret that me saying I don't think he's putting the effort in because that last night is a perfect example he made that mistake now a player who's mentally left doesn't sprint back like an absolute animal to try and stop it. Mm. He kind of throws his arms up in the air like, oh, I've made a mistake. Oh, no, trots back. And <laughs> that, you know, we've seen that over the years. We've seen players who don't care play for us. That wasn't the case. Mm. Toby put the effort in. And I, and I think the fact that he does that is the reason why Pox had to soften his stance mm. almost to mm. say, Okay, clearly you are still going to put the same amount of effort in, regardless of what's going on with your contract. Therefore, yeah, you, you know you can be in my side. So, you know, and I think you said it before about Danny Rose. Danny Rose still looks a hundred percent every time he plays. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if they're going to do that, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, then yeah, let it carry on. But just, just that last night, we just really summed up where the things are at the moment this season because. You've mentioned a couple of times about our start in the league and how it is, on paper, our best ever start to a Premier League season. That's great. You know, it is really great. But I have felt that in every single game, we are making mistakes at the back, which is leading to opportunities to the opposition. Mm. Against Watford, those mistakes led to us losing the game. Against Liverpool, those mistakes led to us losing the game. And against a lot of other teams, we've been really lucky those mistakes haven't led to us drawing or losing the game. Because yeah, you sure. think about, you know, we, we kind of, once we got the win, or I don't know if I can only speak to myself, but once the three points are in the bag, I kind of go, okay, that performance wasn't great, just leave it. 
move on. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of done. I don't want to overanalyze yeah. it. I just want to go, whew, three yeah. points, move on. Three points, yeah. But if we do think about it, that West Ham game, that could have easily finished 1-1 or lost 2-1. We could have easily lost to you, right. Yeah. battering we were getting towards mm. the end. Mm. Now, Cardiff game, that that was nuts. They they should have scored that chance right at the end. And they were down to 10 men for, for the most yeah. of the second half as well. Yeah, and this, this is the thing. You, you start to think about, you know, I think it was Huddersfield as well. All of a sudden, we were dominating that game. All of a sudden... We could have, you know, remember Pock's face at the end of that game where he's yeah. just like, you know, Brian. <laughs> really, yeah. you know, they're just, it is insane how this is not just a happening in the Champions League, but in the Champions League, we are being punished because we are against better opposition. Inter Milan, we controlled that game. We completely controlled that game until the 86th minute when a guy hit a worldie. Yeah. But he should never have been allowed to do that. And we should have been 2-3-0 to three nil up. Mm. And that this is where the problem... This is what I can't get my head around. Because when we're playing against better teams, they're taking the chances we're offering them. Of course they are. But what has happened this season which has made our team so sloppy or just so mistake-riddled? You know, Hugo Lloris, one of the best shot stoppers in world football, he has always demonstrated as a sweeper-keeper... At times, we'll just, you know, totally mistime it. Mm. When you play the system we play and you're asking a keeper to do that, the keeper has to get his, you know, has to be spot on. He just has to be. And you mistime something by a fraction, you're in trouble. You've conceded the goal. Or like last night, you're sent off. And and then we go on to concede the goal. So Mm. it is a massive ask for any goalkeeper. And there are very few keepers in world football who play that sweeper-keeper Yeah, of course. Yeah, who are able to do it, really. Well, you look at them now, it's moved on. You know, I think the best keeper I ever saw play that was the German keeper, Neuer. That's right, yeah, that's right. Phenomenal, He basically was like Beckenbauer with goalkeeping gloves. (laughs) He he was like an extra defender and then would go go between the sticks. Just a brilliant talent. And Hugo Lloris is basically being asked to play like that because... We play this high line, and there's that massive space. And if he doesn't sweep up, then he's gonna have he's gonna be facing one on ones all yeah, day. Yeah. It's just the way it works. But yeah. because teams know he does that, the long ball over the top wasn't you know kind of got nullified by him doing it. So it's this weird thing because you read the stats out a couple of weeks ago. His level of mistakes is nowhere near where I thought it was because of my perception. Mm. Mm. My perception is that these mistakes are becoming crazy amounts. Yeah, and, and and that just kind of adds to this just weird feeling we've got this year, isn't it? You know, yeah. and, and you're right, you're right about the mis- the, the mistakes of the defence. There, there is no logical reason what, why because we've 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 always been so solid in defence, haven't we? I mean, I I remember like I think in the last sort of two or three seasons, I think I've, I might have even yeah. mentioned it as a stat. You know, we conceded two or more goals in like three or four league games yeah, in three yeah. years you it's know one it's one of the big things Pock did yeah. he just came in and made us solid which yeah. we've never had no not you at know, all in my time supporting Tottenham even when we had a good side it was like okay we'll concede four but we'll score five score five <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of like the philosophy remember the Aussie Ardiles team of like that's I don't right. know, we'll score more than we let in. On the pitch. It was like, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. We'll, we'll, we'll win every game eight seven, but it'll be fun. <laughs> it's fun, and it was, but oh, it was like it wasn't good oh, for your no. heart, right? It was 
<laughs> no, as a Spurs fan, it was not fun. For neutrals, it must have just been like, hey, Tottenham are on telly. Fantastic. Here we go. Goals see, galore. See, I'm wondering, uh, this might be a, this is a theory of mine, maybe the the, uh, the Leicester game at the end of last season, Poch is like, do you know what? We all got in so entertained. Let's start playing like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. That list, no, no, I, no. Everyone be shush. <laughs> I... I think there's a couple of... Th- See, I've got a couple of theories, so I want to run them past you, and there is an element of devil's advocate in this, because obviously being a quite a positive person, I'd like to think neither of these things are true. Sure. But there, I, I've been racking my brain at what is causing this with the team. So my first theory is the theory that everyone's going to scoff at, which is serious fatigue from all of the key players at the club. Mm. And... The thing about fitness, now, uh, you know, I, I'm a massive football fan, massively, but I was never very good at it. But I did play rugby to a fairly good level, and I got a real taste of what goes into professionalism in sport, and, you know, just from being around it for so long in the academy setup for a rugby club, you could see the dedication that had to go into these different things. And one of the things the coaches used to talk about is when you're tired, and, you know, you're aching, stuff like that, it's not just physically it affects you mentally Mm. and this is why when you are fitter and when you're better people talk about mental health being improved by fitness take this to sport a second your clarity of thinking is better if you're not hands on your knees blowing out your ass okay sure sure this this is not going to shock anybody that's not (laughs) a revelation (laughs) so if you are in the 96th minute feeling good to go yeah i could play again you are going to be sharper than a guy who in the 90th minute is signaling to the bench that he's got cramp in both legs, you know. Get me off. I'm done. I am done. I am blowing out my ass. Yeah, call me a stretcher because I ain't even going to be able to walk off. Now, I just feel that these players who have, you know, let's give England players, the Belgian players who... Make up the backbone of our side. Hugo Lloris played the entire World Cup. He mm. won the damn thing. Mm. Therefore, he did the entire World Cup. He then had a break where he basically got drunk the whole time. Now, I laughed about that at first until his drink driving ban, and mm. now it's like, well, no laughing actually, matter. Yeah. No, no laughing matter at all. And actually, Hugo, that wasn't professional, was it? Mm. Now, mm. don't get me wrong, mate. If I won the World Cup, I'd possibly have to retire afterwards because I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be drunk for the next five years, so um, good luck with your football. I'm done. <laughs> um, I hear you got yeah. someone called Gazanig at the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, there's other goalkeepers. Don't worry about me. I'm done. I'm gone. You, you'll, you'll see me on the cover of Time Magazine just with a bottle of wine smiling. But no, all joking aside, it just feels like he went off. You know, it was like mm. Hugo went... I won the World Cup. Well, hey, party time. Yeah. And then he had to come back to the club and, you know, we all know the problems. But he played the whole World Cup. England and Belgium both made the semi-final and then played that third or fourth place playoff. So they played the whole World Cup. Mm. Someone pointed out Harry Kane's had one summer off in the last five years. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Danny Rose. The other players, they've had injury layoffs, but they've also, every time they're fit, get called up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, Dyer, Delhi. All of these players have just played so, so much. And I know the whole, oh, well, <laughs> they get paid a fortune. All they do is kick a ball about. If you genuinely believe that, then I'm, I'm sorry, you don't have a comprehension of what elite sport is and the level of fitness they need to be at to do it. Mm. Because, yeah, they train for X amount of hours a day. 
yeah, they are paid a massive amount, but you've got to try and just forget that. <laughs> forget yeah, how sure. paid they are and just focus on what human bodies can and cannot do. And to me, it just looks like... And the conceding late goals, Pock eradicated that. This team, these same players eradicated that. And now it's happening it's crept constantly. Back, isn't it? Yeah. It's, fun- it it's funny, Sam. You know, you, you talk about how lack of fitness can can affect your kind of your your mental yeah. focus that that um that first goal we conceded last night that was so unlike toby wasn't it yeah, it really was yeah, massively, he yeah. completely he completely his focus just went and yeah. you know he, 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 the, his control let him down a little bit but there was nothing in that pass oh. back to Lloris, was it? And I, listen, I know he busted the gut to get back, and it was yeah. it wasn't his fault that it deflected off him into the goal. No, but no. that just that just wasn't the guy that we we know and love, really, no. was like, it? Like I said, that he makes an error like that maybe once, twice at most a season. Yeah, it's sure. Just so consistent, and but the thing is as well is I've seen him miscontrol things like that. But typically, when I see him do that, he then reacts and like puts his boot through it. Like, oh wow, you know that got away from me. <laughs> yeah. But it's in the stands now. Yeah, we can, it doesn't matter. You know, we can yeah, sort ourselves out. Yeah, you know, hold my hand up. Oh, don't know what happened there, but we're now back and we're we're facing. But mm. last night, like you said, he just didn't react. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. where's the ball gone? What's yeah. going on there? And, yeah. and massively unlike him. Now, mm. other players um, are doing similar things. Kane, uh, just a number of times, you see him go to do something and then he just stops. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. But then he was stood over a free kick last night and he was lining up a free kick. And there wasn't one part of me that thought he's going to score. Now, that's nothing down to his ability because he's just a phenomenal striker. But he looked tired. I saw him stood there over it, like heavy breathing. He just looked he just didn't look like Kane that I know. He yeah, just looked, sure. Looked, he's uh, so difficult to explain, but no, I, I know, I know what you player. mean. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. It's like you, he's kind of missing almost like a hunger, isn't he? That yeah. you see in him, and you know, he's, he's still banging in goals this season. But yeah, it's, there is. It's, it's. I mean, tiredness has got to be a factor because they just like hasn't stopped has he no he just hasn't stopped and you've got to bear in mind as well that he's got a young family at home so yep. you know is, is he getting enough sleep it's something you almost feel like something's got to give with, with, with there, him there are so many factors in people's lives and stuff like that and people you know you got these players Delhi, Dyer people like that they do a lot of stuff on social media you know all these different things uh, you know, Harry, for example, has got two young kids at home. It just yeah. there could well be a factor in all of this, which is contributing. But just focusing purely on the sport aspect, the guy has had no break in years, and my my big fear is that he is running himself into the ground. Yeah, yeah. Now, so that that's kind of my one theory as to what's happening. And the problem I've got with that theory is there isn't a fix. I, no. I, there is, what can you possibly do? And the problem I've, and this is possibly why I think it's true, is because I, I have identified. Don't you think that the players and the manager even feel like they're almost resigned to this is going to be a tough year, this is going to be a crap season? Mm. Yeah, they, they, it does feel like that a little bit, doesn't it? They all, they all seem to be saying that without saying it. You know, yeah. Pock says almost all the time, it's going to be our toughest year here. And you said the other day when I signed my contract, I knew it was going to be a tough year. I had no idea it was going to be this tough. I mean, 
I don't want to hear stuff like that. No, of course. You don't normally hear that, do you? That's that's no. the weird thing, isn't it? No, I, you know, and, and people have commented a lot about how in press conferences this year he is snappy and he is not jovial. You know, BT Sport last night they were asking him questions and he just looked like he wanted to go. Oh, shut up! I'm done. You know, I'm fed yeah. up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't read the, uh, the, the newspapers. I've avoid reading them because yeah. it, they just anger me. But someone put on Facebook a, a picture of the back page of the Sun, and yeah. uh, they've just taken something it looks like it's been taken out of context but it's something like along the lines of Poch saying that he doesn't we don't deserve to be in the Champions League and you look at the actual quote and it doesn't particularly he doesn't say that explicitly but no. he does look like he's resigned to the fact that we, we're not good enough and well, that's, he, we don't want to hear that do you no he basically said last night right well, well yeah. we're not and, why, and why? Yeah, we, we aren't no we're still three know, games to go it's much, you know, we were talking about Ferguson earlier on. Alex Ferguson would have come out and been angry about that result. Probably would have slammed the referee <laughs> yeah. because that's just Ferguson's way. But if they'd said to him, well, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle now, he'd have said something on the lines of, yeah, it will be, but, you know, we're, we're still in it. Mm. And we, you know, Pochettino last year would say things like, we have to still believe. Yeah, yeah, But this exactly. year, it's like him. It's All of them just look like their shoulders have dropped. They just look like, oh, this season's going to be crap. And the more the more I see that, the more it worries me. Because I think if, if they don't believe, <laughs> and you know, I, you'll know this more than me, but I know people who are season ticket holders as well as yourself, and they keep telling me the groans are back. The yeah. the kind of not not like getting on everyone's case all the time, but whereas it used to just the, the last couple of years has been if something didn't go right, it'd be like oh bloody hell, but come on, mm, it's now mm. oh here we go again. See, oh. Yeah, and and I I think part of that is due to the fact that you you, you know you look at last season and um, we had the Swansea game and the and the Burnley game. I mean the Burnley yeah. one we we conceded a, last, a late. <laughs> Equalising, oh, <laughs> and the Swansea one was a dire nil-nil draw. They they were a couple of rubbish games, weren't they? But like I say, and I, and I keep talking about this Liverpool game, but it it seemed to click. And then you sort of you look at the games that we played after that, and we, you, you saw the Spurs. I mean, there were there were some. You know, I'm not saying every every game was was fantastic and 90 minutes of pure Spurs football, but there was. But we but we. We saw more of that, you know, and and yeah. I, I don't think we've seen it at all. Like I know no. the PSV game, we we drew, but we, you know, we, we were the better side, and and you're right, we have seen it in glimpses uh, yeah. in recent games. Yeah, we have. But I just I just think there's that kind of frustration with the fans that look, we just, you know, I've, I've I've said this to you, Sam, haven't I? You know that that um, I don't I go to support the club, and yeah. and and I know you said look, you know, there's an element of. You need to be entertained. I'm here to be entertained, and I I agree yeah. with you. I do agree with you. You're paying lots of money, so you want to be entertained. Well, well and maybe that going aspect to what of it sport is about entertainment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. but 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 I don't think. Like, although we're winning games, I don't feel like the fans like the Cardiff game, for example. I came away. We, we'd won the game one nil, brilliant. I'm sitting on the train, happy that we'd won the game. But I didn't come away thinking, "Wow, that was a great game to watch." No, it no. was a struggle. <laughs> it yeah. was a struggle at times, you know. And yeah. and, and and I guess you're going to get, you're going to start, you're going to get that kind of atmosphere if if, if yeah. games are a struggle, you know. If every game, even the ones you're winning, feel like a struggle, then the fans are just going to be a bit like, "Oh, yeah, that's so what's I feel. going on." Yeah, and it is is different. I mean, that Cardiff game where the top tier was completely empty. And you know, I'm seeing constantly Arsenal fans sharing that video of Pochettino looking around at how empty it is, saying, 
you know, that moment the manager realised how small his club was. I mean, it it, it, it stings. You yeah, know, yeah, last year I was just laughing at the scum fans for mm. for that. This year it's actually it feels like something's off. Like, yeah, I don't right. know what it is. It's so weird, isn't it? It is weird. Now that's kind of my first theory on it. Now the second theory is something that can be addressed. Okay, so. The second theory is, and you you may laugh at this because of the conversation we've had in the past, but the second theory is that the t- the players we have, because we signed nobody, feel undroppable, so their levels have dropped. Yeah. Toby Toby knows. Well, I'm playing despite the fact I haven't got a contract. Mm. So therefore, you know, if we'd signed a central defender, Toby was gone. Yeah. So, but the fact is, we don't have that. We've got Sanchez, we've got Jan. Jan's injured at the moment. Toby plays. There, there's no dropping Toby for Juan Foyth, is there? Mm. You know, it doesn't happen. So, Toby's on cruise control. Now, I'm not saying that they are doing that deliberately, but let me give the example of Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer started this season, as his name suggests, Dyer. Yeah. He was poor. Every pass was under hit or over hit. Everything he did, tackles were mistimed. And he looked frustrated with himself, but he just was playing so badly and the worst I'd have ever seen him play. I don't think it's a coincidence that his improvement in form happened the same time as when Yama returned to fitness. Mm. Because now, Eric Dyer knows there is a player there who will kick him out of the team. And Pock even dropped him for a game, bought Wanyama in. Now, Wanyama needs games. He's not match fit yet. But Dyer knows Wanyama's back. He's got that player breathing down his neck. Now, if Dembele genuinely is checked out, oh, I'm leaving at the end of the season, you don't care if he plays. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah um, sure. So, and again, I'm not having a dig or anything like that. Harry Kane knows he starts every week. Now, Harry Kane has always been Harry Kane. He's just been phenomenal for us. And he is scoring this season. And there was that constant argument, oh, we need to sign another striker to back up Kane. We have a striker on the bench, his name's Lorente. You're not going to get better than that to sit on a bench. You're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the argument is, of course, Kane feels undroppable. And to be honest with you, he is, Lionel, really Lionel, Lionel Messi's undroppable. Yeah. Ronaldo's undroppable. When you hit that level of player, you need to be self-motivated to kick on. And perhaps Kane fitness or whatever whatever it is he needs to drive himself which everyone always talks about he is he is completely self-driven beyond belief and perhaps it is just an element of fatigue kicking in with him but there are other players across the side like Ericsson Ericsson had this awful form before he signed his new deal last time and then looked like one of the world's best you know linked with a move to Barcelona for like 150 million Mm. and then this season contract talks stopped and he's not been at his best. He's just had that injury. He's come back. But no one's seen the same Ericsson this year as we saw last year. And well, we're not yet anyway. So th- there is just this feeling of, because we didn't recruit anybody, because we didn't freshen up the squad. You remember what Mickey Hazard said about, you know, if he was in charge, he thinks every season you need to freshen the squad. Yeah, you know, sure. New faces, new impetus. Mm, mm. Just to give everyone a bit of a, ooh, you know... <laughs> Ooh, I need to raise my game. Yeah, yeah, I need to raise my levels. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of, and it does kind of feel like the window closed, and everyone went, "Well, I'm safe till January." Yeah, yeah. And if you're a fringe player, 
you know, and I don't want to single him out really, but I'm going to use Sissoko as an example. Sissoko knows he's going to get games because there isn't anybody else. Mm. <laughs> and where is the drive for players to improve? Where is the academy players bursting like Mason, etc., who were kicking the first teamers up in the air and standing over them saying, come on, put some effort in? And, you know, that's what Mason did. You know, Mason talks about how he nearly fought two senior players in his first training session. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, and, sure. But there just isn't that there. We're, we're just missing something. And I genuinely believe, and I, I have completely changed my tune on this, because when the window closed in the summer, I kind of went, well, we've kept some players. I, I'd like us to have signed someone, but we are where we are. You know, I'm not that fussed about it. I'm now at a position now where I've got to say, I think we have to sign at least one player in January. Yeah, definitely. I, I think we have to. I, I I, just think that the squad needs something. The fans need something. You know, yeah, the new stadium's going to open at some point, but everyone's so hacked off with talking about the new stadium that even when it opens now, I think it's going to be like, yay. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and that's not to be horrible because it's amazing. Yeah, Every, you sure. Know, and it's going to be one of the best stadiums in the world. It's just beautiful. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's going to last us for a long time. But I don't know about you, man, but I'm sick to death of talking about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind of like when that stadium opens, it's now going to be a relief rather than a celebration. Yeah, which of is, course. Which, which it shouldn't be. sad. No, which is crap. But it's what it is. It's, and I think, it's funny, isn't it, Sam? Because mm. you, you know you say about signing players. Even if, yeah. like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say... We should have we should have, should have signed players just for the sake of signing players. No, I agree. But if we if we'd have signed a couple of decent players, a couple of players that could potentially challenge some of our first eleven to, to you know yeah. for, for a place, and we had those, I, I've mentioned it before, and we had those sort of 50, 50 foot posters of these new players outside the ground and photographs on social media, that would have created a buzz, wouldn't it? That would have created yeah. a real yeah, it buzz. Would have done. And and I think that's something that's something like that has been missing as well. I think. Well, I, you know, there, there are so many factors into it, but to me, there are just so many things that just feel off. And I've given these two things as two; they're not mutually exclusive. It could be both of those things mm. contributing. You know, yeah. the players fatigued, and that we didn't make a certain. And Pochettino looks like a guy who just. I don't know. This season, he looks lost. You want you wonder as well, don't you? Um, so, so I, I I think we've been pretty close to winning the Premier League at, at least a couple of times in the last three seasons. I know Man City ran away with it last season, yeah. and we've been pretty close to winning an FA Cup as well. I mean, with semi final, we've made in the yeah. last couple. You yeah. wonder whether, and again, this is just a theory, just something that's occurred to me as we as yeah. we're chatting. But I wonder whether part of it is the, the team and Poch is like, look we can't get over that hurdle and because we haven't made any signings what's to say we're going to get over it this year so yeah well, you the know the problem like, is he said as much last year this is this is a problem he said at the end of last season Tottenham need to invest to go to the next level mm. because we can't and then we haven't mm. and now he's back to backtrack that a little bit and it's the problem he was right everybody knew he was right that you need that player or something or just something that was going to kick us past you know that Man United game in the FA Cup semi-final kind of mirrors every game we're seeing this season mm-hmm. we dominated that game mm-hmm. we played really yeah, well yeah we did yeah um, and we lost it yeah and it made no sense we mm-hmm. were the be- we were better than Man United last season we're better than Man United this season mm-hmm. 
but we lost the game and why did that happen well it happened because stupid mistakes and switching off you know remember Dembele got dispossessed by yeah, Pogba and they so scored unusual like for Dembele dispossessed yeah. <laughs> you know he puts a guy on his ass before yeah. he gets dispossessed now mm. he might get booked for that but he'd have done it and mm. but it just it, there is something and the only way of changing that and I think Pock reached this realisation at the end of last season which is we are going to have to sign one or two players or something to make the difference in this team because at the moment I've taken them and he even used these words we've gone as far as we can go mm-hmm. and that's now it's worrying because that those words are possibly still echoing around the squad you know that squad possibly went away to the World Cup thinking we're going to make a signing we're going to make a world class signing you know, yeah, our yeah. squad is going and then it didn't happen mm. oh well, we're going into our new state. Oh, no, we're not. Mm. You know, all the all the excitement around the club's just vanished. It's it's one it's one of these things, though, isn't it? Where you're right. It's, it probably is a, a mixture of a lot of things. But let's say let's fast forward, say three months. Right, we're in the new yeah. ground. We're still playing pretty well. We're sort of there or thereabouts, third or fourth in the in the in the in the, yeah. in the, in the uh, league. We make a couple of good signings in that January transfer window. Everything's all rosy again, isn't it? You know, yeah. so we're, we're, yeah, you're, we're you're right. Yeah, we're, we're I mean, let's down. face it, mate. If we beat Man City on Monday, the next podcast tone is going to be completely different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of <laughs> and, course. And, that, and that's football, you know. And that's yeah. and I don't uh, see everyone listening. Is going to think, God, you depressing kid. You, you <laughs> promised to be uplifting, and and I promise I'll try and finish on a higher, right? But. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just feel sometimes you gotta air these things of out, course. so yeah, you can punch holes in them, and you can kind of go, yeah, that's kind of how I feel, but maybe, maybe it changed. Now, I, I fear the Man City game. To be honest with you, now I've gone into every game, regardless who we're playing, feeling pretty good for the last few years, and I've because I've gone into it thinking I know we'll play. Because it's a it's a top team and we always play against the top teams. We might not win, but I've gone into these games knowing at least we'll show up. Mm. And I don't think we showed up against Liverpool at Wembley. No, um, agree. We still could have got a draw in that game, which was bonkers. Ridiculous. <laughs> that was down to Liverpool switching off. If yeah. You're all truthful. Um, now we're now in the situation we're in the Man City game. You only got to read the Man City players talking about how much they need to win the game to know that they're going to arrive. And I did watch some of that Man City documentary on Amazon. I've not watched it all because it made me want to throw up in my mouth, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, uh, that was far too much for me. If Tottenham ever make one of those, uh, just shoot me. I, I can't. I, it just felt awful. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you, you want to know Tottenham want to do a behind-the-scenes thing? I want a day in the life of Daniel Levy. There you go. <laughs> I want a camera to follow him around for a day and just so we can all sit back and go, oh, that's what he does. Yeah. Or, or Joe Lewis, a day in the life of Joe Lewis sat on well, a yacht. yacht. <laughs> it's just a webcam. Every now and again, he orders a drink and he comes over us. And, and every now and again, he checks his bank balance and smiles. Yeah, and, just, and that's it. I've that's just made 100 hours th- of that. Yeah, he's like, hang on a second. Look, I've just made 100,000 in the yeah. last 10 minutes. Oh, Interesting. Oh, the, bank, the bank just rang me and said, that's another million. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think fans would love that. No, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, but yeah, the Man City—they—they they get themselves up for every game. They will go into it like it's a damn cup final to every single game, and 
they are looking at it and the players are giving these little junkets and press things just like yeah yeah we got to go there and win you know mm. we can't we want to win the title we got to go and beat Tottenham and I just you know Tottenham players aren't talking about oh if we want to win the title we got to beat Man City they're like oh we'll do our best yeah um, you know, I know. It's, it's, it's a busy schedule um it's a Shinos at Wembley. And I'm like, seriously, guys, come on. <laughs> See, my, my theory, uh, Sam, being Mr. Positive, is this is all a ruse. They're just saying this. So Man City think we aren't going to turn up. And then we'll, they will turn up Monday and we'll smash them 5 0. Well, well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> if we perform and we win that game, then the whole club. Is going to be lifted. Yeah, and this that's that's what I'm. That's and that and that's what and that, that's what I talk about. Is that we need that game, and this could be the one, couldn't it? So let's let's genuinely know what do you think the score is going to be? Not not Mister Positive over the top. Yeah, six 0 Tottenham. Woo! I, I mean, <laughs> genuinely, given the way we've played this season and everything, do you see us beating Man City on Monday? So, so if I think of the game that we played last season, I know this was last season. We were yeah. awful against them. It's just we didn't oh, turn yes. up, and it was just—I <laughs> I just couldn't wait to get out of the stadium. Nope. I, f- I feel like we 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 need we need a, a, a we need a performance. Okay, a 90, 90 minute performance. I feel like if we, if we if they if they get their heads if they get their heads in gear and just <laughs> I thought you were going to say get their heads out of their ass. <laughs> yeah. I was going to think wow. Matt went hardcore. <laughs> we could, we could, we could win. Okay, and that's not saying th- if if we just look at what we've done so far this season, and we look at what Man City has done this so so far this season, it's yep. going to be nothing but a, a trouncing by them. Is it? That's that's what it's going to be. You know, there's no getting away from it. Well, well, we but, say that, but we're only. I mean, we win, we go top, we go above them. Yeah, no, no, so, no so, yeah. You know, their, their their manner of their victories has been a lot more convincing than ours. Yeah, sure, and <laughs> and, they're, and they're and they're a phenomenal team, aren't they? I mean, they just are. look at their yeah. team. I mean, even the bench, like, well, their bench could play in most top six clubs in in, in Europe, you know, and that's what's well, good. Yes, they're the guys they that are that sit on the bench, you know? by an entire nation. Yeah, of course, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I I I think. Like if, if we if we can if we can click we can beat them and bear in mind I mean over the last few years last season aside we've had some great results against them I mean yeah. we we I remember, remember we walloped them at White Hart Lane sort of four or five one didn't we and then at their ground we we done a double over them a couple of seasons and these, and these this was this is very recently very recently in the last well four or five years so is, we're capable is, of doing it. It is football, my friend. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yes, of course we could win. I'm asking you, do you think? No, we I, will I, win? I I I I <laughs> yeah I, I think. I'd like to think I'd, I'd like to think we're going to win but but really I'm hoping for a draw you know and we're probably due a draw this season aren't we so okay. I mean it's it, you know it could happen but okay. if we come away with a one all, then I'm like right fair enough you know we've, we've come away with a one all against Man City move on to the next game I just yeah, I just well, don't want to lose I mean what, what do I, you think mate? I mean I'm uh, hopeful and just I believe uh, a Man City where the team know they have to be at their best yeah. could bring that out of us. Yeah, sure. My fear is the team should have been at their best against Liverpool, should have been at their best against Barcelona, mm. and we keep falling short. We're playing in 20 minutes here, 10 minutes there. and So I'm actually really fearful, to be honest with you. Oh, I, mate, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, um, yeah, I, I fear that that game could be quite humbling, and I, I hope with everything that I'm wrong but I, I look at that game and I'm just already dreading it now 
immediately almost after that game, we've got West Ham again in the League Cup. Now, we play Man City Monday, West Ham's Wednesday. <laughs> now, it ain't going to be the same team that oh, plays the two yeah. games. We're going to rotate. Um, if you believe the West Ham manager, they're going to be at full strength. Um, I imagine fitness-wise, he might rest a couple, but of course, they're not playing Monday. Nice, <laughs> so, yeah. um, they got the that preparation time. Uh, West Ham see the League Cup as a, as a trophy they can win, and fair play to them. I think that's the right thing to do for them um, mate that West Ham game could I, I mean I, I don't know about you but I've been told people aren't even going to go yeah well, it, you know, I, they, they, there's a lot of you know we've got a lot of diehard fans who go to away games but yeah there, there's stuff on Twitter at the moment people just going yeah I'm not Yeah. what what team are we going to field what's the point in going if, if, it, if it does happen that, that uh, Pellegrini plays a f- almost a full strength squad and we're not going to then yeah. it's, it's not going to be good is it and you don't want to be sitting in that stadium with them lot just giving no. it to you the whole way yeah I can think no. of a million things I'd rather do and, and that's look, that sounds really pessimistic because we might win the game but it, 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 you know we're not, we're not going to are we if, we if we play a real weak squad and they play their first team at their ground again after we beat them so they want to get revenge it doesn't look the omens don't look good do they no no well I'd See, this is my fear, okay? Now, we're doing this podcast now, and we beat, we won one, and we drew one, and the podcast's been a little bit downbeat, just because of the performance, just because it doesn't feel like something's right. We're obviously recording again next Thursday, and it's Man City, and then we're going to be fielding a seriously young team against West Ham. I just know we are. I can already feel it. Now, if, if my worst fears come true... We could be talking next Thursday after being humbled by Man City and really struggling in a top four position and out of the League Cup. And we're going from kind of, oh, we started the season all right, but we're not playing well, to, okay, the season's actually starting to, <laughs> you know, kick in yeah, the gear now sure. and and we got problems. So, but let's, let's now flip it. We could beat Man City putting in a performance we've all been waiting for and our youth team could go and batter the West Ham first team which would be hilarious. Oh mate, would be so And hilarious. we could be recording next Thursday laughing our asses off in our Halloween special <laughs> and and generally yeah, having a great time. So look, no matter what happens next week we're going to have a great time because it is the Halloween special. I've got my voiceover guy to record a special intro and outro music. I'm going to be playing a game called Trick or Treat Awesome. Which I've invented just for the... Look, we're going to have a laugh. So, win, lose, or draw. We're top until I die. And it's... We're just going to have fun with it. So, I'm, I'm dreading it, to be honest with you, next week. But one of the things that is happening next week, which is going to be fun for me, is I'm going to be doing my first interview for the podcast via, via the wonders of Skype with a member of the Spurs ladies team. The Spurs awesome. ladies team who are top of the league in the FA Women's Championship, our 100% record so far this season. I'm going to be speaking to one of the younger members of the side called Anna, Anna Philby. Um, Anna joined the the club in the summer as part of the big recruitment, ready for the championship season. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're absolutely flying at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing great. Yeah, Yeah, they really are. So... I'm looking forward to that. I'm lo- looking forward to learning more about the women's game as well because, as I've said a number of times, you know, we decided as Spurs News this season we'd include the ladies into our coverage and we're learning. I'm yeah. learning every week. So 
Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to putting questions to her. So, uh, my friend, I know we're running late today because we had so much to talk about, but we do have a mounting of questions from okay. our Facebook page. So, if you are ready and willing, sir, we will head there now and we'll see what we got to discuss. Let's get through them, Sam. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Okay, here we go then. Oh dear, this is going to be bad. I even <laughs> I even posted this morning. I'm dreading this. <laughs> I can't remember what. I, hang on, let me find out. My my exact wording was I may regret asking this today, but yeah, well, do I regret it? Yes, I do. Let's see how many comments we got. Oh my word. We have 47 comments on oh, this today. God, we can't get through all those. We'd be, we'd be no free our podcast. <laughs> there is no way we're going to be able to get through all of these, but I am going to give it a damn good go. Right, hold on. Do you want just one, <laughs> word, one word answer? Say to the... <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, up first we have... I feel like I need that chart music, you know. Showing your age now, Sam. There's all, the, all these, all these uh, fans in their 20s going, we haven't got a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Right, all right. No, there was no look. I, I'm depressed enough. Thank you very much. To have an absolute pop at me over that. Listen, that mate. Was, I'm, I'm oh, older than was, you. I'm older than you. I, I can. I can yeah, exactly. Shut up, Granddad. Don't you start on me. I'm hip and down with the kids, yo. It's sick, innit? It's right. Sick. Ronald Honeywell says we need a Mullery, a Parker, a type defensive midfielder to become our captain. Harry has done nothing wrong, and Lloris's head just seems to be gone with these crazy walkabouts. We need a captain who's just going to control the game, grab people by the scruff of the neck. He says a lot more, but that's the general gist of it. Uh, I tend to agree with Ronald. Yep. I, I, if I was picking a captain from our current team right now, and not many people are going to agree with me, I'd be picking Eric Dyer. Yeah. I think that's a good call, mate. I think it's a good call. He's, he's, he, 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 he can't fault his. I mean, he's not like you say. You know, he's picked up his form the last couple of yeah. weeks, but you can never fault his no. desire and his attitude. Nope, and never been arrested for drink driving. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's actually given Hugo a lift in, by the way. Which, just, I, I'm sorry, but there was just something very funny about you know Hugo standing at the side of the road waiting for Eric Dyer, like beep beep, come on. <laughs> anyway, Liam Hickey says. When we have the likes of Mora, so that's Lucas Mora, Lamella, Son and Kane, who are all fairly quick players, who can take a player on, score a goal. We have that expert passer in Eriksson. We've got Trippier and Davis who can bomb down the wings and are fairly good at crossing. Why aren't we killing games off and we're playing this slow possession football? Um, Liam, I, I kind of get your point because there's a few times last night, example, where it felt like we could really hit them on the counter and then we slowed it up. I tempted the circle back to the players are knackered and they're kind of playing these games and they're kind of playing a way that's, you know, if we keep the ball, we're not going to lose. Unfortunately, that's not working out too well. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. It's, it's, and also, you've got to bear in mind as well that you, you play a lot of the teams we play. Um, 
like for example come to Wembley for example they just yeah. they want to get a point don't they so yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll just fair, they yeah. just stick all the players behind the ball and you can't play that way can you, you uh, yeah the, so so it's quite possible we've conditioned ourselves to play that way so even when there's space we're kind of a bit mm, slow mm. Um, I think as Ericsson gets back to more fitness we may see that improve Liam but we'll yeah it's a good point uh, Mark Grogan says if you're a reactionary plonker then Larissa out Gazaniga in Pock out Levy out <laughs> sell out the world burn down the new stadium yep damn Thank- Mark thankfully us two aren't so no no we're not um, also Slovenian referees need to concentrate on the laws of the game yeah, oh, yeah God, that, 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 that Dembele yellow card was just ludicrous wasn't it uh, the Dembele yellow card the goal disallowed but, joke it's just but honestly the, but, the, but the boss was right yeah we should have been we should have won that game regardless yeah, of that yeah so I, I am all for telling referees they're crap but we should have won the game anyway. So, um, you know, it's an old rugby adage: take the take the game out of the referee's hands. If the mm. referee's pinging you every five minutes, just make sure you win the game. You know? yeah. uh, Peter Williams says, "Don't be too dang people." I, for one, am still optimistic that we can qualify in the group stages. I'm with you, Peter. Why the hell not? We mm. win our we win three games. We're through. It's yep. football. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Yep. Robin Powell says, "Bit unlucky last night." To be fair. <laughs> True. Uh, the level's getting better. Yeah, Robin, we were better last night. We were, rather than it being 30 minutes here, 10 minutes there, we were like 60 minutes, 70. Unfortunately, we're still not putting together that whole game. Maybe maybe Robin's right. Maybe we're on the way to that. It's a positive to take out of it, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on then, Robin, I'm with you. Let's take a positive yeah. there. Uh, and yeah, Barcelona won last night as well, so we got a chance. Yeah. We got the return legs against Inter and PSV. We could hammer them both those games and life's good. Okay, Simon Whiteman asks the question, do we need a new goalkeeper at the end of this season? It is a serious question. Lloris has been an outstanding servant. It's a fantastic shot keeper. I mean, he goes on to talk about how great he is, but football's a ruthless game. Mate, I put it to you. Do you think we should consider looking... At a different goalkeeper. No, I, like you know, if we, if we get to May and Larice has made another ten to fifteen silly errors, then maybe. But ten you to know, fifteen. We're in. We're in, <laughs> we're in, we're early in the season, aren't we? And I just look. Give a give a guy. I, I look. He's been with us for. I think is is it like an anniversary of how long he's been here or something? I saw uh, sort of something sure. like five years yeah, or something. Maybe. Or when he started a game, I, I'm not sure because I know he didn't start. Did he? I can't remember when he came. No, in. no. But he's, he's, Brad kept him on the bench. At first. Yeah, that's right. But he's been here for a while, and look, I I I love Lloris in goal, and he's he's a phenomenal phenomenal shot stopper, probably the best shot stopper I think in in the world, and it's, it's, he's he's making some silly errors. I get that, but if he can just get rid of those, uh, or if he can work on them, and you know, as the season progresses, get rid of the errors, then no, I want to see him at Spurs for a long long time to come. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I'm actually going to say yes. I'm a big Larice fan, but my, I feel like his head's gone. I feel like he's won the World Cup and he's done. I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but we'll that's see. kind of we're going to see. Uh, Absar Sheik asks set pieces seems to be a big problem area and game management again. Um, yeah, Absar, yeah, you're kind of right. The game management thing is possibly. Uh, Matt, you've talked about in the past about us perfecting some of the darker arts. Well, mm. some of those teams' darker arts also involve time wasting, taking the sting out of a game. Mm. You know, just perhaps as a team, we still need to work on our game management, seeing sure. games out. Um, 
Gordon Patterson says, how many thought as soon as Larice was sent off they would equalise? Well, yeah, we're all Spurs fans, Gordon. We, <laughs> we could be 10-0 up with five minutes to go and I'm still thinking we're going to lose, my friend. Uh, Alan Curley says, we need to learn whoever plays big game mentality. It's a thing that's been running through the club for 60 years. We are nice and not arrogant enough. Yeah, that's kind of a good point. The Dark Arts are, comes into it again, Sam. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that covers that. Yeah, oh, crap, I can't pronounce your name, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas uh, <laughs> says, poor game management. Yeah, same as the comment before. Nicholas, I apologise, I can't say your surname. Avgosti? Avgosti? Okay, Avgosti sounds like a Halloween-themed special name, and I'm really sorry, Nicholas, I've just <laughs> butchered your name. Uh, Michael Joseph says, the top teams in the league are plunking in goals left and right. We seem to be having trouble with our clinical finishing. Yeah, the man's spot on there. That is a concern. We, we're winning games 1-0, 2-1 at best. Mm. The top teams are smashing people. Um, yeah. You know, if goal difference, you know, if we miss out on the top four from goal difference or something, we're all going to be gutted. Um, I don't know what to say about that. We've we got the players. You know, they should all... Yeah, I don't know. Um, now, Andy Zen says this is to do with the manager and his non-existent knowledge of how to kill a game. Um, I I don't know where to go with that because yeah. I, I can understand that there's a criticism that seems to be fair. Okay, now that's, I'm a big fan of his and I'm not saying he should be fired. What I'm going to say now is that it is very hard to argue with people saying that about Pock right now because that is the criticism. That is the one big remaining criticism of this side is that we've not won something yet. And to win something, you have to close out a game. You have to get over the line. So it is difficult to kind of say, no, Andy, shut up, because there is a valid thing there. Now, Andy, you're on our Facebook page a lot, my friend. You... you you are constantly drumming on about how Pock needs to be fired after we lose a game. Um, I'm not going to go down the road of why are you only happy when we're losing, but I genuinely don't think it is him as the answer because if you listen to what he says, listen to the players and the way they talk, they know what they need to do. They should be doing it. It's just not happening. Now, as a manager... You can only send those players onto the pitch, and he said at the end of last season, "I need to we we as a club need to think differently and bigger to take the next step." He in essence said, "You want me to win a trophy? You need to do you know we need to sign people. We need to do something differently, mm. and we haven't done that. So yeah, we can have a pop at him and." There are times where he's made mistakes. He'll probably hold his hands up to that. And we as fans can support the club, support him and still say, yeah, that wasn't the best game, was it? <laughs> but Yeah, and you're right. Yeah. He's, you know, he... he um, there are times when he when he brings on a... You know, we're 1-0 up and he, he he brings on a midfielder for, for an attacker and tries to sort of defend the, the game out. And you just think, no, keep on attacking. And, you know, the, the, I... I, I think that there's things he can still learn about seeing games out but I'm not for a second going to say he's got a non-existent knowledge of how to see games going that's, I think that's a ridiculous thing to say yeah 
No, okay. Well, Zafplant says, would an early exit from the Champions League provide us with the ability to focus on domestic matters? Uh, possibly, Zaf. Um, that's finding a positive, but we're not out yet. So let's, mm. let's focus where we are. Sean Gibbs says, does Pock feel he's learnt from last season's campaign? If so, how? Um, to be honest with you, uh, people talk about Pock having no plan B. And it's one of my big bugbears in football. Now, uh, Sean's mentioned it here. And, you know, it's not a dig at Sean. It's a bugbear because in professional sport, full stop, if a team's really, really great, Man City last season, did Man City have a plan B? No. Nope. They were just so good, they won games. Mm -hmm. You look at rugby, New Zealand rugby. They don't have a plan B, people. They have the way they play rugby. And it's just very, very good. Um, the, the plan B thing is like, well, yeah, quick, stick Lorenti on and pump the ball up to him. Stuff like that. That's not a plan B. That's just, let's try and get lucky. Mix that's it luck. Bit, yeah. It's not plan B. That's not a thing. Tottenham actually have more tactical, you know, you listen to pundits. Now, I'm I'm no football expert. I love the game, but I'm no expert. But you can listen to guys like Gary Neville and people who I think all of us respect and his opinion. And he talks about Tottenham being the best tactically set up team in the country because of what we can do with formations you know when everyone's fit we can play three central defenders with mm-hmm. Dyer slotting in there then in the middle of a game we can just switch Dyer can just move in the midfield we go to a flat back four yeah teams against us are then like oh you know I've got to adjust all the time we and if the game turns or anything like that or we we go up Dyer just slots straight back in again and because of that you could say that's a plan B, a plan C, D, anything. But the the notion that um, we, we the the plan B thing, it just it's just a bugbear for me because if your plan A is that good, you don't need a plan B, and the top teams don't have one. It's it's a myth. Yeah, um, I tend to agree, Sam. Okay, so Samantha Yeet says, doing the difficult thing instead of the sensible thing and unable to kill the game off. We were on top of the whole game, played some nice stuff, but let ourselves down with silly mistakes. Yeah, you're right. We do need to learn from them, Samantha. Uh, Matt Hope says, didn't see the game out. Oh, didn't see the game last night. I left for footy. We were 2 1 up, then heard the news midway through training. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, with the Europa League looking imminent, would it be worth throwing everything at it and trying to win it? Matt, we're not there yet. But if we do get to the Europa League, I'd like to see us go for it, yeah. Uh, Jack Selby brings up the new goalkeeper thing. Um, He says there's blind faith in our players and there's a failure to criticise them. I don't know. you just got to read online, to be honest with you, Jack. Everyone's kind of criticising them. Uh, Yeah, the, the new goalkeeper thing we've discussed. The poor tactical nous in the subs. Yeah, the, the problem is that's very opinion based. You know, we can all analyse it, and it's very easy to sit back the following day. Uh, Andy Budgie Griffith says, "Why bring Winks on in these big games?" Yeah, I think again, I don't understand people. You know, he talks about all Winks does is pass the ball sideways. Um, it takes no, it takes about. I don't know. I don't know. Andy, if you're listening, um, you can go online to Opta and Opta Stats Online. It doesn't take you too long. You'll actually see that in the Premier League for Harry Winks in the games he's played, the percentage of his passings goes in the direction and stuff like that. Harry actually plays the ball forward more than any other midfielder at the club. I don't get where this... 
all he does is plays it back and sideways from. When he does that, it's because he's retaining possession. And that people say it like it's a bad thing. And also you wonder, like, these these people that criticise our players, like, like, like all that, are you actually watching the games? Yeah. Um, mate, we've got loads more comments. I'm going to have to cut it there. I'm really sorry to anybody else who commented because... You know that we're we're overrunning as it is. So a massive thank you to all of you. I think a lot of it is along the same kind of theme. So I really hope we've already kind of spoken about it or answered in amongst the podcast. But um, mate, it was kind of a weird show today. So I apologise to people if it was you know a bit like listening to two people. But we were just kind of airing it all out because there's a lot there at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those it's one of these 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 podcasts I think Sam where from a completely selfish point of view for the two of us I think we just we we kind of it's therapy and hopefully the, yeah. the fans listening can be the same but yeah, you know I you, hope so. you, 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 when you've got when you've got things on your uh, you know when you when you're kind of with, with Spurs if you've got things that are on your mind about them and if you can air them and talk to people it actually makes us all feel better because you know you're you're listening to hopefully and I'm not trying to say this to kind of um, uh, make big myself up or anything, but I feel like feel like me and you are quite level-headed fans. Yeah, and I'm hoping that people listening will kind of, you know, see that we're a bit downcast by it. But listen, there's positives that, that there, and you know, next, like you say, next week if we do beat Man yeah. City and beat West Ham, next week's show is going to be a fantastic Look, one. So next week, regardless of the results, it's going to be a great show. It's yes. a Halloween special. If I have to get drunk to make sure it's a great show, I promise I will make that sacrifice for everybody listening. I will be there. From Bristol, I will hit the cider hard, people. Um, but yeah, man, let's wrap it there. A big thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. We're growing every week. Um, the numbers, people are coming in. is really great. Um, hundreds of you, and you all get in touch, and we really appreciate every single one of you. So uh, it's a big thank you from me. We will be back next week. I'll speak to you then, my friend. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.